Today's episode is sponsored by Starcox, your business building dream team for business owners who want it all but can't do it all. Whatever is taking time away from your zone of genius in your business, let Starcox handle that. Whether you need branding, social media management, systems and automations, website or landing pages, sales and marketing, content creation, and more. Sherry and Jesse and their team of experts are your one-stop solution to implement the projects that have been keeping you stuck while you focus only on your favorite parts of your business. Get unstuck today and scale your business with the Starcox Dream Team. Hello, goddesses, and welcome to another episode of Permission to be Wealthy. Oh, this is going to be good. Today, I've got the amazing Nikki Green. She's got a podcast. It's uh, Stand Up and Stand Out. Nikki is a life and business resiliency expert. We're going to talk about that. How does resiliency play into achieving our definition of wealth? She has been in the international business industry for over 20 years. You do not look old enough to (laughs) have done that. Four-time published author, and here is what got me. Seven marathons (laughs) and dozens of triathlons across three continents. She's dedicated her life to assisting others reduce their fear and go after their dreams. I love that. She's got a passion for empowering young people to reach their fullest potential. So Nikki, I want to start right there. Oh, wow. That's a big intro. I didn't even know. Did I write all that? You did. You did. You did, did I do all that? Did you do all that? It's a really big question. So you have a passion for empowering young children to, to recognize that they can have anything that they desire in their lives. How does that make you feel wealthy? Uh, it, it's such an important part of my life. Um, so I grew up from a single mom and living off of welfare. And, you know, we didn't have much um, over the course of a very short amount of time. I ended up with six parents. I moved around a lot. Um, and so my life was filled with constant change. And the reason I am as successful today as I am is because people helped. People connected together as a community. All these parents, despite finding new partners, came together to parent us in wow. a collective way. And so I knew as I got older, I wanted to continue that journey, whether it was through, you know, being on nonprofits and volunteering or through my actual business is just making sure that we continue to keep that community spirit going, whether they're your kids or someone else's and keep the next generation alive. I think that's so important. I say all the time that we're all, you know, especially when it comes around to Mother's Day and it's like, oh, if you're a mom, like we're all moms. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like we are all making an impact on someone else's life. Mm -hmm. And whether they're an adult or a child, we're all a mother to them, mm-hmm. right? So yep. I love that. So so tell us a little bit more, like doing that, how does it, how do you define wealth and how does doing that make you feel wealthy? Yeah. One of the first boards I served on um, is for Girls on the Run back home on the West Coast. And, um, you know, most people think, oh, it's about running, but it's about more. It's really about giving back. And most of these are elementary school girls. Okay. And so I did both. I was coaching and I was on the board. And the things I got back from these little girls was like more than I ever expected. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so cool. I'm going to go hang out and like (laughs) teach them all these lessons and wisdom. Yeah. And instead, I got back these really just amazing nuggets of just their own wisdom and just really being kind to each other and really rethinking, like, are we this kind to ourselves as adults as we work together? Can we pause? (laughs) Can we pause? One of the things that happens when I when I bring guests on for this podcast is everyone adds a like little juicy nugget to how we define wealth. Mm-hmm. And I think you just gave us 
another little bit. Are we this good, kind, loving to ourselves? Yeah. And if we're really talking about being wealthy, like the first aspect of wealth is looking in the mirror and going, I love you. Mm -hmm. Right. That like, if you have that, you're already like well on the way, halfway or more to truly being wealthy. Absolutely. The more we care for ourselves and we're really doing the right things and you know you're spending your energy in good ways every day, then you wake up refreshed, you're ready to go. And and that's wealth. Like all the money in the world. Yeah, we got to pay bills. We got to eat that we need the roof over the head. But after you get past that, all the material things just don't give you that same kind of satisfaction. And yeah. so for me, the wealth has always been friends, family, giving back and just being a part of a community. So. I love it. And and because we are champions for the financial aspect of wealth and we also love what money uh, and wealth allows us to do. Like it gives us the opportunity to enjoy our families more, right? Absolutely. And our friends more and to be generous to them. So I love that. All right. So here is the big one. Uh-oh, drum roll. so i read your bio and you know like stopped for a second at seven marathon and i thought to myself holy moly i just ran a 5k (laughs) and i'm like well into my 40s but the thing that really got me when i read that was for a long time i would you know see other women running or hear about running groups, be invited to a lot of them and be like, yeah, no, that's I'm not that girl. I'm not a runner. No. Thank you, though. But no, I don't do that. And really, I recognize I recognize later, I recognize after doing the 5K that my biggest thing was I felt like that was a thing I truly it was just that I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I created this entire story around I'm not that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I can't, I don't have the endurance for running. And it was just like all these, I can't, I can't, all this, this like really big story for myself about why I'm not the person to run. Mm-hmm. So I read that you've done seven marathons and I'm like, okay, I want to ask this woman, the woman who does seven marathons, like all these countries, done triathlons. Has there ever been a moment in your life where there was something you were like, oh yeah, no, never. Never. Like, I'm never going to do that. You did it. And what did you learn from going through it and the lessons coming out of it? Yeah. Well, even running itself, I never thought I'd run. Um, I come from a very sporty family and we do a lot of activities and stuff together. My mom was a collegiate gymnast. So from the very first steps I was taking, I was tumbling in the gymnastics room. Oh, wow. Um, But in college and high school, I played volleyball. I coached volleyball for a while. And some of my friends after volleyball season would go do soccer. And they were like, oh, you should come do it with us. I was like, that is too much running. (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) And then springtime came and the track season opened up and they were like, hey, come run track. And I was like, I don't know about that. I did join the track team, but I did pole vaulting. So (laughs) there was a very minimal amount of running. (laughs) And so, you know, I had this whole time of doing exactly that same thing. I was like, I run, but only for other things, right? Like, (laughs) I don't run just to run. And so, uh, same thing, I had this. And then as I got into my career in Silicon Valley, a lot of other people were running. Yeah. And I just, I was so stressed all the time and I was working so hard and there was so much going on. And you're just on your computer doing your little T-Rex movement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I never heard of T-Rex. I never heard of it like that. Yeah. And so... It became a way of camaraderie for me. Yeah. I began running with other people, not in the aspirations of like running a marathon and getting out. Yeah. Of just getting some peace and quiet for myself. Yeah. Of having time back in nature, out of the office, off of the laptop, and laughing and getting to know people that would become lifetime friends. 
And so that for me was my running journey originally. Yeah. And then one of my mentors, he was like a big Ironman guy. And he was like, oh, you should run marathons, do all this stuff. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. You know, like the career stuff wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, you know, all of us in those kind of type A periods. <laughs> so maybe that's required. Exactly. Type A personnel. But so I write um, in my new book, uh, Chameleon Mindset, about my first half marathon where I cried the day before. Oh, wow. Because I couldn't tie my shoe. Like oh, I could God. not figure out how to tie my shoe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're working in Silicon Valley. Like you are like smart at the top of your game. But but yeah, I had an absolute breakdown. So these journeys are not linear. It's not like, oh, I, I decided to run a marathon and everything went perfectly. Yeah. I still had those stages every step of the way. And really basic things like being able to time my shoe just didn't work out. Oh, that's I ran the half. I ran the full. I swore I was never going to do another. And then six more. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So you just don't know, you know. And sometimes it does take, again, being around a community of positive people that just yeah. tell you you can do it. Yeah. Wow. You know? Pause. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm big on one of the things that I feel, you know, as goddesses that I, I realize for myself and for the women that I serve is that we crave community, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I used to feel like that was kind of like, what's wrong with you? You know, you've got your family, you've got your brands already, you've got all this other stuff. But there is there are aspects to our beingness that, you know, I want like I have the running community that I joined mm-hmm. and we're not going to be at the picnic on Sunday afternoon. Right? You know what I mean? Like we're just not. I don't see myself in that capacity necessarily with those women. But when it comes to us getting together to, to like cheer each other on to run, mm-hmm. those are my people. Yeah. Right. Um, so I love that. Like as we are talking about defining wealth and giving ourselves permission to be wealthy, like give yourself permission to find a community that cheers you on mm-hmm. in whatever area of your life that makes you feel wealthy, right? Yeah. And it's such an important thing that I talk to my clients about because, yeah, maybe you do have a good support community for something. You know, maybe your family is really great and generally yeah. supportive or your friends. Yeah. But when you start doing something new that's also scary to them, they can hold you back. Because wow. it's also something they haven't experienced. And maybe they even want to. Yeah. But they, again, have that and they kind of push some of that on you. So be careful as you're trying new things that you immerse yourself into a community that's supportive of that thing. Yeah. Um, and so make sure you're finding that balance that there's always new people and new communities you can belong to. Yeah. Wow. That is such great wisdom. One of the things that I realize as you're sharing that is when when we onboard our clients, our programs and it's all you know the the very minimal one is all about money mindset and transforming Mm -hmm. your money mindset and i i actually say please do not tell your spouse your friends your kids anybody that you're doing this for at least 30 days Mm -hmm. like give yourself the opportunity to be in this this cocoon this nurturing vortex yeah and have you fully supported so that you know when it leaks but again, the paparazzi always find yeah. out. Yeah. And the people around you find out that you've made the decision to do something new. You mm-hmm. you can stand in your power at that moment, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, that's that great that's great wisdom. Um all right. So my question now for you is around resiliency. And one of the things that happens, as I'm sure you can appreciate, is we're on this journey to creating wealth. And, you know, for some of us it might take a day. Mm-hmm. For others, a while, <laughs> a little bit of a, t- of a of a time, right? And one of the things that I think could be really valuable if is if we had that resiliency skill, mm-hmm. so that we could hang in there. <laughs> you know, which is like okay, day the course, 
because you have the desire to experience this level of wealth. And the desire means you can have it. Mm-hmm. You have the, the, the capability, the everything that's needed to have it just need to be resilient. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? Like, how would you give us a little tip for hanging in there to be resilient? Yeah. And it's finding that harmony. So when I first started my career, I was actually a financial planner. I did financial okay. advising for people. And at all of 23, I was advising people who were about to retire. So it was always a little oh, bit wow. like, they're like, what do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is how you do your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'm going to the beach after this. Exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah. for me, at the time, I actually had a really scarcity mindset. So it wasn't wow. congruent with what I was doing. You know, I was so desperate to pay bills. I had two college degrees that I had self-funded. I had a wedding wow. I had just about finished. And so I was piled and piled with debt. And I didn't have financial security while I'm trying to teach it to others. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that was a rough start in the 20s, which is why, again, I relate to young people and understanding where they might be, trying to think further ahead and like, how do I actually build these things? Yeah. And I felt that that same thing. Well, you're never going to have a car. You're never going to have a house. Like all these really big things, because as a family, we didn't have many of those things. Right. We've never seen it. I'd never seen it. I saw my friends have it and things like that. And when I actually started achieving those things, it still took a minute to really sit in that new house, sit in that new car and be like, this is mine. I own it. And I'm going to have it. Like, it's not going to get taken away from me. Exactly. And I deserve it. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have that financial security and safety and space and and very basic things. And gradually, I continue to build that up and have more adventures as I travel and do these new things. But it does take that continual, like, I find myself reset back to that time where I didn't have enough. And so many of us do that. So yeah. make sure you're resetting in the present and all the hard work you've done to get where you're at and enjoy it with your family and your friends and really feel that wealth in more ways than, than oh, just money. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, resiliency requires, it's like an everyday job, right? I, I, one of my clients would say, <laughs> It's like brushing your teeth and putting it on deodorant. It's not optional. Never. <laughs> any day. You got to yep. do it every single day. Right? Yep. And I think that's it is uh, allowing ourselves or reminding ourselves to be present in the moment. And one of the things that you've talked about, which I don't know how much you know about this, but I am like, I am the mascot for deservingness. I love it. <laughs> like I have an entire book I've written around deservingness oh, because that is so key when you talk about creating wealth. For so many, especially for us women, I mean, a lot of people in general across the board, but I find that for women, especially, we've so been hardwired to nurture that the opposite of that is my job is to give to everyone else, to create for everyone else. And almost like it's wrong for me to want it for myself. Mm -hmm. It's wrong for me to have it when I could be giving it to everybody else. Like I don't deserve it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I don't deserve to have it. And go ahead. It's, I can tell you want it's to share so, no, I know so many good things. But what I really try to make sure people understand is there's a spectrum, right? Resistance is on one end. Resilience is on the other. And so when you find yourself in that space of fear, you're on the side of resistance. And so it's just continuing to keep making sure that you're making that movement towards resilience. And it's going to be different for different things. But you will find yourself in a reset where you've got to be like, oh, oh, nope, I slipped yeah. back on the spectrum. Let me get back towards where I need to be. Yeah, so. I love that resistance and resilience. One of the things that I say all the time is people are, how do you get over the resistance? I'm like action. Yeah, just keep moving. Right. But I love what you added to that is, OK, so just keep moving. But what am I moving towards? I'm just moving 
back to the other side of the spectrum, right? And mm-hmm. out of the resistance. Yes. I love that. Great visual. <laughs> All right. So I have enjoyed our time together. And, you know, I just would love to wrap up with you when you think about your life's journey, having created wealth, resilience, all the things that you've done to contribute and make an impact in the world, what would you say? Imagine there's one other woman sitting across from you who, you know, something you could say to her will change her life or have her step into believing that she deserves the wealth that's in her heart that she's desiring. What would you say? Yeah, it is about that step forward that one small step forward to really step into the things you deserve, the things that you have worked so hard for, and that you are a better person for your family, your friends, your community, when you are happy and content with yourself. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, Nikki, this has been amazing. Thank you for being here. You can find Nikki on Stand Up and Stand Out on podcast uh, platforms everywhere. Thank you for being with us and thank you for sharing with the goddesses. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Awesome. 